1: plushcare.com slash weight loss
2: Welcome, welcome to Thursday Afternoon's Late Lunch on LMFM Radio. I want to start the show today by reading you these words. Just have a listen to this. Again, I sit beside a hospital bed, watching my daughter struggle, fighting another illness, another night away from home, alone, without my husband and my eight-year-old son. Again, I despair at the failure to support a family carer. To see us, to value our place in society, one step forward, four steps back—the way of our world, the constant battle. Those are the words of a wonderful woman who was recently named Mead Family Carer of the Year for 2022, and it's the start of an extensive message uh, that Tracy Carroll sent to Earl Louise yesterday. And she joins me on late lunch today. Hello, Tracy.
3: Hi. How are you?
2: I'm good, but uh, the message goes on and I've read it over uh, a couple of times. It's a cry for help, isn't it?
3: You know,
4: Tuesday, as I was busy myself around the house, um, the Family Care of the Year um, was Colette O'Shea was on Ireland AM. And I just thought after that, I have just listened to enough. There's this lady in her 40s caring for her 12 year old child with two younger children so she's three children and she's carer for her 12 year old who has chronic Crohn's disease her 47 year old husband developed dementia at 42 and he now has motor neuron disease as well she is living in poverty her house is falling down around her they have no heating they have no shower and she gets cares for her son and halfway cares for her husband a GoFundMe page had to be set up to support that woman and I just thought you know what I've heard enough I have actually just heard enough an hour later I'm packing a bag to go back to Cabin Hospital because Willow unfortunately became unwell again which has been the case since the beginning of November we've been in and out my 8 year old son is like well are packing a bag to go and I said yeah no, I have to go back to hospital and he says you know what I'll cancel my play date for today and, and, and I'll be there so the weight of that burden is upon an 8 year old child who actually is neurodiverse himself it's been diagnosed with ADHD Every bloody thing is a battle and we're okay, you know, we're surviving but it is a constant battle and I am just sick and tired of meeting family carers and talking to family carers and seeing that their daily grind and that there is no support and, you know, Leo is now the, top, the Taoiseach again and he made a big speech about supporting children and giving our children a future. My children don't have a childhood. Colette Shea's children do not have a childhood. Cara Darmody 11-year-old child is out there on the late, late. She's doing her junior cert maths to, to raise awareness for autism, a burden on that child because her mother is a family carer and she's actually a young carer as well. And we are getting no support. We are treated as someone on job benefit. We're falling into the category of social protection. We are not job seeking. I have not slept in my own bed since October and I I stress, I'm not giving you a pity story for myself. I'm just telling you our experience to highlight what it's like for many carers. Mm. Um, I've been in hospital in and out since November. Willow has had every illness going double pneumonia, RSV, vomiting bug and I got a phone call from hospital saying she's a bacterial infection as well as flu A. Um, I'm leaving my husband every time. I'm leaving my son every time. I cannot plan tomorrow. Yet we're means tested for carers allowance so we don't get a full carers allowance. Um, we have run the heat in 24-7 in our home to keep Willow warm, to keep her well. I campaigned for three years to get a classroom built in Noah's School for Willow to go to school. Because she's a child with complex needs, she doesn't fit the criteria for an education because, again, she's not afforded a childhood. For her Willow to go to school, I actually have to go to school with her because they can't get a nurse to support her. This is a care of life. And the carers are on their knees. The pandemic, they were able to roll out €350 Euro for every person in the country. Yet a carer got nothing. We lost every support, every resource. We didn't even get PPE, nothing. Again, we're coming into the cost of living crisis. Let me tell you, the day you become a carer, you start living a crisis. And it doesn't get any better. It gets worse. And now the cost of living crisis is on top of that as well. And nothing is changing. Nothing is improving. It, you know, it has to stop. Things have to change. And I'm asking Heather Humphrey to take the bull by the horns now and reform how carers are treated. Let them be needs tested. Every individual who has been cared for, it, their needs needs to be assessed. No more of this means testing. We have two, two incomes. We have a mortgage. We have life insurance, health insurance. We're running two cars. We're running extra costs now of caring for a child with additional needs. And we're on one income Yes, the means of my husband because he's employed have taken into account. They don't take anything else into account. Noah, who's eight, has been diagnosed with ADHD. We had to privately go for an assessment. He's also waiting on two more assessments. We're spending €200 euro a week on private therapy. And yes, he's not eligible for DCA because, again, he doesn't meet the criteria. There's people sitting at desks making decisions for a life of a carer who are not living their life and they're not taking each person as an individual it is not on, and I am just actually just fed up with it. I said, no more, no New Year's resolutions, blah, 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 I'm sick of people this. And then on Tuesday, I was like, well, I know what I need to do. I need to raise my voice. I need to get out and advocate for carers, because I have the strength, and obviously I can talk, mm-hmm. and I will do it. To listen to Colette Shea and the life that she's living, and now she's caring for her husband, who effectively is like one of her children, and she has three children to care for as well. And they are left... Like basically to rush and and beg for other people in the community to support them because our government will not support them, and I, I really am just worn out with it now and I've had enough. And and you know now I really just want to get out there and really push for change because we're talking about it long enough. You know they're saying oh the pandemic really highlighted carers and and the role that we play in the community. We're talking about the crisis in the hospitals. We are saving the hospitals. God knows how much money every year by keeping our loved ones at home Mm. it was the last straw for me to take Willow to hospital because I didn't want to put the burden of care in the hospital I never left her side you know I did all her medications I looked after her while she was in there I didn't put the burden on the nurse it was very limited the input that they had to put in this is what we do as carers the A&E's are bursting at the seams we're keeping our loved ones in and at home and we're you know working 24-7 I don't have a clock in clock out some days I can get up at three o'clock, four o'clock, five. Some nights I don't sleep. For five nights a Christmas, I never got a wink of sleep. I'm not out here complaining about myself, but I am telling you the reality of the life for a carer. And I am telling the Taoiseach and the ministers in, in their positions that no more talk. This has to change. Mm. It really has to. Now, yesterday was an absolute disgrace what happened to Minister Rabbit. I have had meetings with Minister Roberts and she's a very passionate lady and she really does want to make change, but the book doesn't stop at her. This is a collective issue. There is many ministers that need to come together to really drive this forward. That is just not acceptable. That's disgraceful behaviour. She is a person at the end of the day, like I am, like you are. But the thing that people need to realise is in a blink of an eye, you can be sitting on my seat. You can be a carer. And if they don't start building a better support system and a better network for carers, it's going to actually become. It already is a crisis, but it's going to become their next pandemic because we cannot keep going on like this.
2: Yes, I'm just hearing you saying no one cares about the carers. To use yeah. the word twice, really, that's what you're saying here. And and this means test is it's in needs. You you say they need to look at the needs here. So in your case here, let's go back a step back a little and just to tell our listeners, Willow, your daughter was born with cerebral palsy and epilepsy and is peg fed. Yes.
4: Yes, um, Willow suffered a brain injury at birth. She was yeah. sent home under palliative care for four days. We were told she wouldn't survive the night. She's now turned six, but every single part of Willow's life is cared for. She can, she's independent in no shape or form. she's well, I would tell you she's looking for attention. Yeah. <laughs> um, everything else is catered for. Yes. So She's under 24-7 supervision. You know, when she's not well, you're, you're sitting up in a chair watching her throughout the night because there's always that fear. Every time we go to hospital that I don't come home, so there's a constant, constant fear. And there's no support for the family unit as such. I mean, I'd give anything to walk down the road with my husband. For one day, just go to Dublin for a day, walk down Grafton Street, hold hands, and not worry about what's going on at home. We don't have that luxury. I cannot plan tomorrow. You know, we were gifted centre park break by Make-A-Wish Foundation for Christmas. We arrived there in the evening of the 23rd. The 24th at 12pm, Willow vomited, and that was it. She was sick for the whole of our duration, and I never left the lodge with her. Yeah. And the sibling. If we weren't in C- Centre Park, Snow's Christmas would have been ruined. You know. So, th- so this is the life of a carer. You know, Willow's everything. She's peg fed. She's got epilepsy. Um, she's on medication every day. She, you know, um, she's quite a little mad. And she won't take the pump feed, which would just be a continuous feed herself. So we have to manually feed her. Um, quite able to tell you what she wants you know so even mm. going to school like I had to battle to get a school place for her and now I have to be her support in the school you
2: have to go into the school there's nobody uh, there's no resource there to even you know look after her in Boyerstown yeah, School you
4: can't get a nursing staff and that's the problem mm. you know they're, they're, they're just not available um, our Jack and Jill nurse Catherine um, who's been with us since Willow was three weeks old her second mummy she we have 20 hours um, nursing care a week from the HSC and Eight hours of those will be used by Catherine on a Monday to support Willow in school. Um, And that's what we will just do because Catherine always has Willow on a Monday. So she will use that Monday to take Willow to school and I'll do Tuesday to Friday until they get get a a nurse. But, you know, it's kind of potluck at the moment, really, um, getting staff. And that's the problem. People Mm. do not want to work for the HSE either because of the situation they're in. You know, it's one crisis after another crisis after another crisis. And I understand, you know, people are all a bit vulnerable at the moment and everybody's, you know, struggling with the cost of living crisis. Mind um, you, Centre Parks was bursting at the themes, But, yes, you know, it, it, the, the carer is a very valuable person in the community. It's a huge asset to the government, and they have to stop seeing us as a burden. We're actually really saving them a significant burden, and we're a huge asset. Mm. We're, you know, we're, I'm, I'm a nurse, I'm a teacher, I'm her mum, you know, I'm, I'm everything to Willow. I'm her OT, I'm her physiotherapist. I'm not qualified for any of these, and I certainly don't get a salary for any of these roles, nor will I get a salary for taking Willow to school. We just want equality.
2: Yes, and, and yeah, and <laughs> I want to come back to, just to emphasise this for listeners, you have a home to run, you have a family, you have all that comes with that and the liabilities that are there. You needed two salaries to do that. Now it's one salary, and you've given up completely to dedicate yourself to your daughter and your family.
4: Mm-hmm. You need... And now we have Noah on, on on top of that. Yes, yes. He will not qualify for care allowance either. And the expense, actually, we we spent over 5,000 in the last few months of him with with getting assessments and diagnosis as well because he cannot sit in a waiting list because you could be waiting there for years yeah. and he needs that support.
5: Mm.
4: You know he also struggles with anxiety over his sister as well so you know again you know there's people sitting at a desk making these decisions for people who are not living the reality who could not understand until you walk in my shoes and I can guarantee you I could throw out my shoes to anybody and nobody will take them. Nobody will come and live our lives for 24-7 I constantly hear, I don't know how you do it. Well, I don't have a choice. And I'm happy to be their mum and I'm happy to be here for them. But I want carers across the board, whether you're caring for your child, whether you're caring for your parent, your spouse, I want them to have recognition. And I want adequate support and financial support because you are going to really... Come into a massive crisis because when the carer can't stop caring, it falls back on the state, and that's when the problem. Mm. Were, we're really.
2: It's, I, I it's, sit. I sit here today ashamed, as a citizen of this state. To listen to what you have just told us all today, I'm ashamed. I really am. I am, and I'm annoyed, and I'm emotional listening to you. I want to say this honestly. I really am. You have touched a nerve with me, really substantially today and I back everything you say. I want to lend my support to you today and all carers that you are recompensed adequately for the key role you all play in this society of ours as you've it's just quite obvious from what you tell from your story and the supports are not there either to give you I just think of what you said one day in Dublin a few hours to walk around the city what that would mean to you, and you're not looking for much, are you? Well,
4: we're booked to go to see Charlotte Regan on Saturday evening. Yeah, um, he's actually an Avon comedian. Yes, he's brilliant. I, I cannot wait to go. I booked this for John's Christmas present. We booked a night away in a hotel. The hotel is cancelled, and I'm just fingers crossed we can get to the gig. Catherine's going to mind the kids. Me, um, you know, and, and that's a few hours out. Is just like, oh, please let it happen. You know but but we have that, that chance there's other families that don't that, that, that young girl Cara Darmody her mum Noelle is carers to Cara's two brothers and they've been sick since before Christmas so they missed the first two weeks the last two weeks of school at Christmas but when they're out of their routine they don't leave the house she is four to five weeks now locked in and there's nobody coming in to help her nobody you know And that's the burden on a young woman who actually turned 40 on Christmas Day. Mm. No celebrations for her birthday. You know, and as she said to me yesterday, she said, people don't see that your life is stripped away. There's nothing left of you.
2: Tracy, Tracy, how do you not crack up by times? Can I ask you that?
4: You know, when, when I hear these stories, it actually just empowers me more to get out there and advocate for other people. I'm one of these people when, well, I actually have high ADHD as well. So I think that that's definitely a plus on my side. Mm. It keeps me going. But um, it just gives me, you know, more power to get out there and really help people. Like I genuinely want to better this for every carer out there because strangely enough, we've got a very happy home. Um, I love my life as much as it's challenged. Um, And I've a good marriage. I have a fantastic husband. I'm very lucky. The kids are brilliant. So we've a lot to be grateful for and I take all my blessings and I'm very, very thankful for them. You know, Willow Six we didn't think she'd she'd see six days. So we have a lot to be grateful for. So that's what keeps me going. Um and, and by me speaking about this, it's not to tell to tell my sad story or I don't want people feeling sorry for me. You know, I want people getting behind me to help every carer out there. I want to see a child with additional needs, been given a childhood. The opportunity for education, proper resources, giving them every chance to develop, you know, in any way that they can, that the services are there, that that, that society gets behind people. Because everybody says the same thing, I don't know how you do it, if you need anything, let me know, We mm. close the door at night and, and we're forgotten about. Mm. And that's okay, people have their own lives to get on, on with, but we really need to see a shift in society and the mindset needs to change, you know, in, in, in every regard. And another thing actually came up, you know, in the last week as well, developing inclusion within schools. Another thing came to mind as well, like inclusion goes across the board to every classroom. Boy School, school, fantastic. They're bringing in a, a classroom for, for Willow and her little friend Abby, the two girls who start. That's inclusion. But then in other classrooms, there's exclusion, you know, and I see so many things that kind of sit with me as well. And every parent is a carer as such, and you're caring for your child and you might see a kid standing on their own in the yard, you know, and, and maybe there's a bit of bullying going on. I think society needs to start forgetting about the materialisms and what you have and start looking at people and supporting people. And and if there's someone in the community who needs that extra support, get behind them. Mm. You know, really give carers that, that extra push and, and not empty words. And I say that to every minister as well. I don't want to hear your big round speeches when you're re-elected, you know, or you get your feet in position. I want to see feet on the ground. I want to see change. I want to see it happening now. I want to know that you're working on change. I don't want to know that it's in the programme for government, and we get to it when we can. I need to see action now, and I will not, and I mean this, 2023 will be for me, the year I'm just going to keep on pushing and pushing and pushing, because you know, I want to know that next year, when we're celebrating the new year, that carers have definitely got a better footing in society and a better support system. And I'm not listening to these dreadful stories day in, day out, which would really just, it breaks my heart, honestly. It really, really does. So,
2: before we finish, tell me, how are you actually going to do this? Today, you've, I tell you, you've touched me, as I said, and I'm sure so many people listening today. How are you going to make the change? What way are you going to tackle this? How are you going to, you know, this 2023, make the changes before the end of the year, or see things happening?
4: Well, I've been working alongside Family Carers Ireland with Captain Cox. Um, so I've been developing my plans in the background. I've been very fortunate to work with Damien English a lot. And I have to tell you, like, he honestly is really, really good, good support. And himself and, An- and Minister Rabbit really pushed on the school. So I have to be very thankful with them. Mm. I have a good working relationship with them. Um, and they do gain support. And they give me the platform to speak. Um, okay. So it's just a case of pushing this on. I have ideas that I'm going to develop on. Um, and, you know, Damien has said he'll support me in, in these regards. So it's just a continuous you know, it's like chipping at a mountain, yes. but I won't stop, you know. No, and, and... I'm just going to keep going. And, and you know... You know, anybody wants to give me a platform, I'm going to talk about it, <laughs> I'm going to get out there, and, yes. to speak, and I'm just going to keep pushing it on. Mm. Somebody will listen somewhere, one little thing will change, and, and let's just hope it's just like, you know, one. it's like a snowball, it just keeps catching, and the next person will say, well, you know what... You're right there, like the school. Nobody ever thought that that was going to happen, and it here did. we are now. The classroom is yes. ready for wheelers. Roll into.
2: Look, you know? you're a tremendous woman, and you've told us such a remarkable story. And, and, and as you say, it's twenty four seven, and it never lets up. But look, with you and your commitment to this as one, you have started the ball rolling for sure. And I just hope, yes. I really do hope and pray that carers are recognised, supported. Uh, and get the remuneration they deserve for what they do in our society because you said can you imagine if they weren't there what extra burden there would be on the health services for sure we'll be back to you because we've kicked the year off with you here I promise right. you we'll be <laughs> catching up with you and we'll keep this on the claw on late lunch through the year for you is that okay?
4: Thank you very much thanks Amelia. million and happy new year to you many happy thank
2: returns you. to you thank you so much for joining me today to tell your story that's the wonderful Tracy Carroll there Meath family carer of the year last year when I think about it how lucky we The majority of us are. It just upsets me when I think of Tracy and the carers who never get a break. Never get a break. And and as she said there, she does it, she loves it, she loves her children, loves her family as well. But it's not right that carers not supported, And they don't get a break. And, you know, we don't. Include in that inclusiveness as well, please say thank you so much to that lady, Jerry. She's absolutely fantastic. she's so right. As the carer of a young man with special needs myself, everything she said is so true, and my son has cerebral palsy and epilepsy. Thank you for allowing her to speak. I, look there are times when I really have little to say, and Tracy Carroll had it all to say there, and I hung on every word she had to say. And I think carers, and I say it again, I believe carers are not cared for in this country. And it's shocking. It is shocking. Carers are simply brilliant, brilliant people. And we need to address this. If there's one thing we do in the coming year, there's a lot of challenges for government, I know. But this has to be, has to be addressed once and for all. The drifters, remember them? Oh, they had a raft of hits. Well, they're coming to the TLT in on Sunday the 12th of February with their original lead singer Rick Shepard in tow too. It's going to be a cracking night of nostalgia and music. That's the TLT on the 12th of February. The drifters and tickets are available from the TLT Box office, box office. I have a pair of tickets to give away to one of you today. 086 1800 658 is the WhatsApp or text number. Just tell me the name of this Drifters classic song.
5: Your mama says that through the week you
2: can't go out with me. But when the weekend comes around, she knows where we will be. Yes, and I'm sure you're singing along. The next line is the title. The title to that drifter song for the tickets to the big gig at the TLT in Drawhead on Sunday the 12th of February 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text please and we'll pick a winner before the end of the show. Well, the start of a new year again. People, take a look at at what they spend in the home and especially on food stuff and preparing food it's a big part of any household budget well when that comes to mind with me there's only one lady she is the food and cost of living columnist with the irish examiner the woman behind the wonderful wholesomeIreland.com. i'm delighted to say happy new year and welcome back to the show to katrina redmond hi katrina
3: Hi, Jerry! Happy New Year and Happy New Year to all the listeners.
2: Thank you so much and we're always delighted when you join us on the show. Well, I want to begin today because, you know, you write about this all the time and yesterday I just spotted you writing about others who write because you have picked three books that are coming out right at the start of the new year and you say if you get these books and live by them, you're certainly going to save money. Oh,
6: definitely. And I think that some of us, if we've been very lucky, we might have got a book token or two over the Christmas. And if you're trying to think about maybe invest in that book token and something, these are a good choice. Or sometimes to save money, you do have to spend. <clears throat> now, these three people who I'm recommending, I will say that they are fantastic on social media, in particular on Instagram, and you can learn an awful lot from them by following them on Instagram, never mind buying their books. Mm. So if you don't have the money to be going buying their books, the first thing you can do is you can pop over and follow them on Instagram. The second thing you can do is drop into your local library because libraries are just The best resource. Um, So if you don't have a library local to you, you can sign up on Libraries Ireland um, and you can get yourself your own library card. You don't even need to go into the library and you can request a PDF copy of these books on the app called BorrowBox. And then you can borrow the books for
2: free. <laughs> you know what I love about you, Katrina. You cover every angle, and you're so you're so good. I told them today you'd save the money once they listen to you on late lunch, and that is for sure. So you, you're even thinking of people who might not have the resource to buy these no. three books.
6: And 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 actually, this BorrowBox app will uh, yeah. give you PDF books. It'll also give you audio books. Yeah. So, And these are all for free and they're all via the National Library. So I I want to say to your listeners, listen, if you don't have the money, don't feel bad, drop it into your library. Libraries love to hear from readers, love to hear from people as to what they want to borrow, what they want to read. Libraries are just the best thing. Mm. You know, that's there for us all. And do you know there's no late fees anymore?
2: that's it they're gone I know and isn't it great that they are gone but that you. that borrow box is brilliant I know that myself it really is a wonderful resource it's free get the app and download it now let's talk about these three people you're talking about starting with Nathan Anthony and his book is called the healthy slow cooker book you're into this slow cooker thing aren't you
6: oh I love my slow cooker <coughs> in fact I actually have two so I have a big one and a small one <laughs> I I mean I, I, there is not a week where I don't use a slow cooker rain, hail or snow no matter what the season even in the summer i'm using my slow cooker i might not make you know hot dishes but i might make things like stocks and soups that i can use for for when the weather is colder. Mm. so for me something that's based around slow cookers is an absolute winner nathan is from belfast so he's fair local to us and he has written the healthy slow cooker book He's prolific over on Instagram. His reels of his recipes are really, really engaging. I want to give you an idea of some of the recipes that are his most popular. His, his two most popular recipes actually are a slow cooker beef curry and a chorizo chicken and sun-dried tomato pasta. I mean to think that you could make those mm. in the slow cooker walk away for very little effort and have these wonderfully warming nourishing comforting dishes particularly during the winter it to me that's a no-brainer I've been following him for years um and and he's just his recipes themselves are so engaging yeah the book that he has that he has written, and he's actually written a second book, which coming which is coming out in March, which is the Healthy Air Fryer Cookbook, which will be another one to put onto your list for this year, and um, the Healthy Slow Cooker Cookbook. And um, he, he's known as Board of Lunch. That's his his Instagram handle. So that's what he's known as. So this book is so popular that it has been before it has even been launched. Today is the launch day. It has been reprinted five times
2: wow well that's a real endorsement isn't it of the yeah. the man there is for it so that book is called uh, the healthy slow cooker book by nathan anthony uh, and you know the slow cooker well katrina is a fantastic advocate of it as well and as you say you do it and you walk away and it's there for you when you need it move on to the second one there cooking on a budget
6: so the second one is by a woman called Batch Lady. She's a little bit further afield. She's actually based over in Scotland. Um, and her modus December operandi is to show you how to make it to spend a small amount of time in the kitchen so that you can eat from your freezer all week long, so small amount of effort and then all of your meals prepared. She is the most fascinating person to follow. It's not her first cookbook, it's not her second cookbook actually by any means. She's very prolific, prolific writer. You'd find her appearing on TV on the likes of This Morning um, with, um, is it Holly and Philip? Mm. So you'll find her on TV, you'll find her on, uh, but she's very, very personable. The most fascinating thing I've found about her over the past year is is the way that she prepares to go on holidays. So she likes to go away with her family. She likes to go away hiking. They rent a house for a week. She spends a few days in the lead-up batch cooking all of their meals. They don't go out to a restaurant. She brings all the food that's been batch cooked when she goes away with family and extended friends. And then she just serves the food up every day. And she did the same for Christmas. Um, it's just incredible to watch this person be so passionate about food and be so passionate about less waste and less effort mm. and being able to serve up the most stunning meals. So her book is out today and this book that that is out today is I want to quickly get the, the right title. Um, um, I think it's Cooking on a Budget.
2: Cooking on a Budget by the Batch Lady, who is Suzanne yes. Mulholland, Mulholland is her name. Is yes. Her name yes. is her real name. The Batch Lady, though, you can follow her as uh, uh, if Katrina said there, uh, in the online world. But, you know, there's a lot to be recommended for it. If you met, like, she's well organised for the holidays and Christmas and that as well. But for people who are working, you know yourself, uh can come in in the evening pull out something and away you go without buying the takeaway Katrina or you know eating rubbish you know what I'm talking about it's a
6: it is and, and, and this is it and and also one of the reasons why I enjoy following her is you get an insight into she lives in rural Scotland so you get an insight into the farming life like this is this is the background she's coming from she's yes. not you know you know, it, 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 she's a very kind of level headed person who has a family life and you know the family is, is, is family farm is, is run in the background so, so you know you've got the impression that it's not just a case of you know say as I say as I you know do as I say say, it's, you know, do as I do, you know, yes. she's showing you exactly what she, she does and she follows it through so it's really enjoyable, the book is out today, so her, both Suzanne Mulholland's and Nathan Anthony's books are out today, I launched today. Yeah, go on. Yeah. So you'll find them, I, I know for sure, because I was checking before I came on the call, so you'll find them in, well, Waterstones anyway, in Scotch Hall, um, not too far from, from LMFM. And then all of the Easton's and all independent bookstores. And of course, you can you can order it from the likes of Amazon as well. Um, but there may be a delay if you're ordering Nathan's book online. You'd be better off buying it in a shop because yes. it's not there at the moment. Um, and then the third book that I recommend is Buy a dub. The Caribbean dub, Santos Ogaro.
2: Yeah, we've spoken to. Her, would you believe here yeah. on the show a couple of times? Well, she's a wonderful woman.
6: Yes, oh, she is, and and highly engaging, and brilliantly opinionated, which I love. Mm. Um, and um, she 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 is delving into, you know, the motivation behind saving money, the motivation behind how why you spend your money the way you do, and getting you to take a look at why you might be struggling to get out of debt or why you might be struggling. So her book is out at the end of this month. I think it's the third week into the fourth week of this month. And her book is called The Money Mentor. Um, and um, I've been chatting to Santa's on and off for a long time uh, I mean the voicemail has gone back even this week about um, tint matters Parables pair of us could talk until the cows come home <laughs> so like I mean both of us are on the same page so I'm really looking forward to reading Santis's book and it's great to support one of our own you know I, to have an Irish person write a book like this I'm going to be really interesting to see what she has to
2: say Yeah and she's the woman I think it was on 20 quid she lived for a week yeah. uh, herself and a friend of hers as well she's a fascinating lady uh, Santis yeah. O'Garrow. now while you're with me and just before I finish I wanted to ask you a couple of things and thank you for those recommendations are you a fan of doing the one big shop in a week or shopping daily if you can for your needs which
6: i think i think it really depends on your family and your flexibility like if you're really busy during the week you know shopping a couple of times during the week is just not going to work for Mm. you Um, and when you're on a budget going and doing an online shop or a one one day, one shop, you know, doing a big shop for the week, that can help you stick to your budget. Yes. For me, for years, I did the one, the one big shop and it worked for me. Nowadays, I do one big shop a month and then I kind of pick up bits and pieces here and there. Like I, I pick up fresh fruit and veg every week. Yeah, milk, eggs and butter every week. Mm. But I don't do like a big, big shop. Because honestly, I kind of, you know, and for all of me writing about supermarkets and shopping and stuff like that, I kind of get tired of going into supermarkets and looking at the same thing on the shelf. And I much prefer to shop what I've got than going into a supermarket and seeing what I have. And I've found that it helps me reduce on food waste
2: and are you loyal to a retailer taking your big shop I, I'm curious about this you know the way I have to put my cars on the table I go to Tesco predominantly very rarely anywhere else and I'm used to as you say I'm probably a bore I'm probably a bore now when I think of it that you say that because I know where everything is and it's the same every week but are you a fan of being loyal to a retailer or moving about you know what I'm talking about
6: oh I do, I know exactly what you're talking about. Um I, I like to move around because it depends on you know what my budget is, you know, towards the end of the month, like in January in particular. January mm. is the longest month financially, particularly if you're paid by the month Jeepers. You could be waiting six weeks before you get paid. So so by the time you get to the end of month of January, you 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 know, your weekly shopping budget could be way less than it was at the start of the month. And that'd be when, you know, you might be taking a look at the German retailers or discounters and the yellow stickers in in Tesla. So it really depends for me, um, but it also depends on the quality because I have noticed and I'm sure your listeners have noticed as well over the last couple of months that the quality of fruit and vegetable um, and expiry dates on dairy products have been getting shorter and shorter and particularly in some supermarkets. And this is down to problems with distribution. It's down to, you know, not having enough truck drivers to distribute the food around all of the supermarkets and not having enough staff in the supermarkets to get the food up onto the shelves. So it means that in some supermarkets, you might go and you might buy, you know, I don't know, uh, you know, a, a bunch of bananas and a pack of grapes. And in one supermarket, they might last three days at home. But in other supermarkets, they might last five to seven. And you want your food to last longer. So I found that, and I, I'm not going to name any names, but, you know, your listeners yeah. will know if they've been shopping. I have found that, I've that the you know, the stock of supermarkets that I go shopping to is it's much smaller than it was start of 2022
2: mm, Interesting indeed very interesting um, Look you're, you're fantastic as I say always about you uh, read her in the Irish Examiner her regular column it's wonderful and check Katrina out wholesomeireland.com there's just so much there that can help you save right through the year I'm sure this is the first of a number of conversations please go through 2023 Katrina between oh, yeah. yourself and myself thank I, you and so actually, much
6: Actually my column this week and it's already online if you want to check it on the Irish Examiner I'm talking about um, New Year's resolutions and it's not your classic New Year's resolution when it comes to food and I recommend anybody who's feeling bad about New Year's go and check it
2: out absolutely take care of yourself talk soon bye 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 that's the wonderful Katrina Redmond I remember meeting that woman many moons ago and I admire her so much because oh god her story she'll write about it someday I'm sure but she's brilliant and we thank her for joining us again on the show short break back in a moment and we've lots to chat about myself and Louise stay with us And linger on your late lunch this afternoon. Well, certainly, Tracy Carroll's impact will linger for a long time. Thank you so much to everybody who's been in touch. So many people moved by what Tracy had to say. Listen to this Tracy Carroll is an inspiration for me as a full time carer to a parent. For the last number of years, she gives me hope for myself and other carers. For the last seven years, I'm not entitled to a carer's allowance due to my spouse's income. I cannot understand why a spouse's or partner's income is means tested. A carer's role is a job, hence it should not be means tested. Many thanks, Gerry and Tracy, today for doing your best for all us carers. You're so welcome. Let's hear what uh, Peter Sage from Dundalk has
7: to say. Carol, apologies, is a warrior. An absolute warrior there's not a man in ireland has the heart for the same my own wife They stay at home and they care for kids that get no help or assistance from this state it's an absolute disgrace what is happening tracy's right we have kids who have no childhood they grow up all they know is hospitals all they know is mums away dad's away Uh, My brother's away, my sister's in hospital again. They don't have quality family time. They don't have anything. And all that happens is people in in Loud and Ireland are always penalised by this government. By their meany-minded business, the way they work on it. It's disgraceful what's happening. This government and the state penalise kids for being sick. And penalise families for looking after them they will give tax breaks, tax incentives, they will give everything to everybody else. And I I know it sounds wrong, but we have to fight for every single thing we get and want, and need just to make a child have a life. Thank you, Peter. Appreciate
2: your words and the time you took there to WhatsApp it into us and many others there as well, just touched, really touched by Tracy Carroll's situation. We need action, don't we? We need... And as I said myself, as a someone who's grown up in this country and t- to listen to what Tracy had to say today in Ireland, it's shocking. It's shameful, really. It really, really is. Louise, um, tonight, TV. I know you're not a TV watcher like myself, but uh, you watch everything by other means and ways. I know that and you know what's going on. But The Apprentice... Have you ever watched The Apprentice? No. no I no, just you never.
8: hear... You just... I watched it through you
2: <laughs> I tell you I do I give her a whole rundown on it is right anyway the apprentice with Alan Sugar begins again tonight on BBC I can't wait and there are two Irish among the 18 contestants for the quarter of a million investment from sugar do we know
8: anything about them yet
2: Emma Brown right. from County Kildare and Kevin Darcy is from Dublin. Both taking part. Uh, Kevin has had a ten-year career in financial services, and Emma Brown is a senior account executive. Uh, she describes herself as a workaholic and extremely competitive. And Kevin says he uh, is never afraid to speak up. Oh, <laughs> listen, that's a recipe for good television. You know what I mean on The Apprentice. But if you want to enjoy something and watch, Louise, supposedly mm-hmm. very clever and intelligent and upcoming business people <laughs> be absolute eejits at times and not have a clue on the simplest of tasks. You wouldn't believe this at times, how stupid they can be. Well, for the next number of weeks, watch The Apprentice on but BBC. It on? It's on at nine o'clock okay. and they, they've changed night. It used to be Wednesday and it's on Thursday nights now. Somebody pointed this out to me. but Just I, as well.
8: They did it for you. They did. Yeah. They changed it for the Wednesday <laughs> club.
2: Alan Sugar knew uh, Jerry's out with the boys on Wednesday. <laughs> I'm going to do it Thursday. I used to record it anyway and watch it when I'd come in afterwards. But it is Thursday nights now and I'm really looking forward to The Apprentice and the BBC. It's one of those series that I absolutely follow I- intensely indeed. What about the 11 million lotto jackpot? Mm. One in Limerick again, Louise. Limerick. Dolores do you remember Dolores won the Euro Millions the Big billions, one, yeah uh, anyway the 11 it million Neath
8: was very lucky last year wasn't
2: yes it? absolutely it's Limerick now Health Aware 11 million imagine today you have that ticket or you're part of a group that has that ticket isn't it just the most wonderful wonderful feeling
8: I'd say you'd spend a month just trying to leave <laughs> it first wouldn't
2: you I'd come in and do the show anyway <laughs> <laughs> <For Gee>. to... <laughs> you know me you probably
8: already won a million and you're still here <laughs> I
2: wish I wish wouldn't it be a dream it'd be something I couldn't hold me water Sure, I'd have to tell everybody yeah, <laughs> I'd come on here straight away today and tell everybody you know myself I tell them everything anyway up next on Late Lunch looking forward to having a chat with wellness and life coach Lucy Caffrey my next guest on the show today has a very interesting story to tell. She's a wellness and life coach. I'm delighted to say hello this afternoon to Lucy Caffrey. Hi, Lucy.
3: Hi, Jerry. Thanks so much for having me on.
2: Not at all. I'm thrilled to have you with me today. And I have to say, look, we'll get onto this in a moment. Um, yeah. you, 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 what would I say? You aim what you do primarily at women. You're a yoga teacher and more besides. Why, why aim at women in particular?
3: Well, Jerry, I've had my own journey to this, right? And there's so many answers to that question, but I'll give you the simplest, and it's purely because I I'm a woman. I've been through the experience myself and the lineage of the yoga and the Ayurveda that I've been taught is primarily kind of aimed towards helping women come home to themselves, find their strength, find their power. Um, So it's literally just because it's been my own experience.
2: (laughs) And, And Louise was saying to me and telling me this and she's been talking to you. Men and women differ significantly. Men are 9 to 5 at our best we at lunch hour. I'm on the way down now, it looks like, at 25 to 3, so. But women differ. Talk to me about that for a moment.
3: Well, it basically comes down to our physiologies and yeah. how we work differently. So it's based on our hormonal systems, OK? So men work and operate on the 24-hour circadian rhythm, OK? So you operate with the sun. <laughs> so you'll get... Uh, steady build of testosterone through the day till about 12 and then it'll steadily decline. You'll get a bit tired in the evening, you'll go to sleep, you'll rest and the next day be replenished. We women work more on a 28 day cycle and we operate on a lunar Cycle. So men are more of the sun circadian rhythm and women operate on a more linear, uh, lunar cycle. So that means over the instead of over the course of 24 hours, yeah. we get our, our energy. It happens over the course of 28 days. So kind of throughout the month, our energy starts to build. And then as it peaks during the middle of the month, it'll start to fall then towards the end of the month. So we operate on a very different kind of schedule. Yes. Yet we kind of force ourselves to operate in this more masculine kind of way you know our physiology just aren't set up that way Mm. Um, and so that's why it's it's very important for me to help women understand that because I think the way like the world is hard enough I think it's depleting us already you know if we go against our physiology we're only making things harder on ourselves so I really want to give women the knowledge and the power to understand their bodies understand how they work so that they can be nourished on every single level.
2: Now, as a man, I feel guilty after all these years because it's taken me all this time to talk to you and to (laughs) understand the difference between men and women. And I ask for forgiveness, as I'm sure many men do, because
3: there's no guilt. There's no guilt guilt necessary because we're not taught this. uh, I know. I specifically went after this, you know, I. Yes. Came to a point in my life where i really i had a big wake-up call at 26 where i found myself in chronic pain not able to kind of do the things i used to do i really had to take a hard look at this and understand my body myself because i didn't know you know it took that kind of i got um viral meningitis and then viral arthritis and as a result of that ended up in chronic pain so so because of that i kind of my world was shaken <laughs> and i didn't know why it happened how it happened and i wanted to empower myself with the knowledge as to how to heal how to be softer with myself and just through that process i came across this this kind of framework of how different we actually are Mm. (laughs) we're capable of the same things but at a physiological level, we do operate differently. Yes. And so we're just not taught it. So no guilt, no guilt
2: necessarily. Oh, thank you so much. You've, <laughs> you've eased, you've eased my good. burden for sure. But it is really good to know and it, it it really, I have to say, it's so enlightening. Now come back to this Ayurveda, is that what you call it? Yes, Ayur-
3: Ayurveda. Yes. Ayurveda. So, so have you heard of it? You probably haven't
2: heard of no, it. No. So I'm, I'm curious, please, and I'm sure listeners are too. Tell us.
3: Yes, of course. So Ayurveda, if you've kind of been in the yoga world at all, you'll know that um, Ayurveda Ayurveda is a Sanskrit word and what it translates to is the knowledge of life or the science of life. And basically what it weaves together, ancient Eastern medicine and modern Western medicine to form its own framework for healing. Um, And it kind of gives us a different way of looking at ourselves, looking at our bodies and kind of viewing the world that helps us to better understand what's going on with us, what's going on with our bodies and kind of natural, gives us natural nourishing ways to heal. Um, So it'll give us kind of frameworks of ways to eat, ways to what to eat and general frameworks for ways of living that will nourish rather than deplete us,
2: if that makes sense. Yes, and you... Teach this. You teach this.
3: Yes. So so I do one-to-one sessions with women, helping them to understand what's going on with their bodies. If they're dealing with any stress, overwhelm, uh, anxiety or digestive issues, PMS, anything like that, Ayurveda gives us a really structured framework to kind of help soothe and manage and clear that from the body. And at the heart of it, like it will give us ways of eating and living, but at the heart of it, rather than kind of giving, like having a perfect diet or having a perfect routine, Ayurveda says that perfect health comes from being fully established in who we are. So that's at the kind of heart of every session that I do with my clients. It's getting women back into that place where they're sitting so confidently and comfortably in themselves again. They know what they want, and they can go out and create a life that reflects it and that they can't wait to wake up to.
2: And and you know, I have been checking you out. Don't mind this, <laughs> as I do with all my guests for the show. But you know what strikes me about you? It's this softness, kindness. Yeah. Tenderness—that you, yeah. you know—is so, uh, is you.
3: I'm starting the tender-hearted wellness revolution. Okay, there's no shame in this game. <laughs> we are no longer going to shame ourselves into change because we think we're not good enough or that we're not worthy enough, and we think we need to be different than we are. We are enough exactly. You are enough exactly as you are in this moment. And if you want to expand and change, let's love ourselves into that expansion so that we can hold more love and joy and pleasure in our lives but not because we're ashamed of who we are or not feeling good
2: enough mm. and you know you know the way in uh, other aspects of this mm. feel that you're involved in let me call it there's yes. pushing forcing driving you're the complete opposite to that.
3: Yeah, yeah. The antidote to the intense, harsh push control. <laughs> yeah. Imperative. Absolutely. Mm. I spent so much of my life pushing, forcing, punishing, controlling. <laughs> and that eventually led me to a place where I was just tied up in knots. And, you know, that that I just realized it wasn't sustainable. It wasn't nourishing me. It wasn't creating a life that I wanted to live, you know. It's, it's the softness the world is hard enough mm. let's create a space together where you feel safe and where you feel soft enough that you can weigh down what's weighing heavy on your heart you know where we can create lasting transformation in this gentle and as a tender-hearted way
2: and yoga i have to say i mentioned it earlier on in the context of yourself yeah. hatha or vinyasa which are both
3: both <laughs> Old. Yeah, so it was a dual, yeah, it was a dual, uh, i have trained in both, um, but I actually operate a more feminine form of that, Even I've even softened my approach to that, because if you've ever done yoga, you'd know that, you know, it's kind of all about discipline and forcing and pushing and blah, um, whereas my approach is actually, the rule number one is that it has to feel good, it's not about achieving the perfect pose, it's about you connecting to you and you moving in a way that feels good, rather than trying to look uh, like a tree or whatever, <laughs> whatever pose you're trying to get into. Uh, so that's my approach to it. And it's soft, it's gentle, and it's really feminine. There's a real feminine aspect to it, which which I love. And it's really soothing to the nervous system. And just, as I say, the antidote to the hardness that goes on in the world.
2: You know, I get your energy. You know, yeah. I, I really get it. And I'm sure listeners do too, at this very moment in time. And since I've been talking to you, I get a very contentment. I, I get contentment. I get happiness, happiness. And, uh, you know, you know what I'm getting at? You obviously are at a place in your life where you are very, you know, happy with where you are.
3: Well, I have to say, I've been through this process myself, you know, in my own journey. So I've kind of I like the only reason that I can help other women through this is because I've been through it and because I embody the practices and the teachings. You know, I, I like to have integrity in my work. So I'm so glad that you're feeling that you're feeling that. But it's come from a lot of work, a lot of time, softening, unlearning all the ways that I was punishing myself for, you know, not looking right or not to be in too much this, not enough that, whatever. It came from a lot of time just really settling into myself and, as Ayurveda says, becoming so established in who I am that now I get to share this with with everybody else.
2: And for listeners today, you know, and and women, let's address this at women primarily. Um, You know, no matter what stage of life you're at, you can affect the change, Yes. 100%.
3: There's no age limit. There's no parameters. This is for everybody and everybody, if that makes sense. (laughs) Um, You know, there's no limits. It's just if you're, if you've lived your life kind of for everybody else, if you're feeling depleted and if you're ready for change, but they're literally the only criteria.
2: (laughs) That's it. It's nothing, else, nothing else. Nothing else at all. You
3: are welcome, and, and I'll also say that all of you is welcome to this practice. It's not about, you know, that kind of toxic positivity stuff where only the best of you has to be shown. I want to welcome all of you back to the table in a non-judgmental, safe space so that, again, you can kind of find yourself again. You know, all those mm. parts of you that you're rejecting, welcome them back so that you can be whole in who you are. And again, established in, in your full self. And that's where your power lies.
2: I see the impact you've had because I've been reading some of the people you've worked with and it, mu- it, it must be so satisfying for you to read comments like, I left our sessions with my own personal toolbox to support my body, mind and soul. That's only one example. There are loads of them. You know, I, that that must be a fantastic feeling for you.
3: It is. It is. And as I say, it's been a long journey to get to a stage where I've created this kind of work and it really is my passion in life to do this work so to have make you know be making such an impact for these women it means a lot to me and it nourishes me so it's a mutu- It's mutually beneficial
7: <laughs> I-, I
2: love this too um, moving with joy eating with pleasure feeling at yes. home in your body and living the life you've always dreamed of becomes yes. easier than answering the question would you like fries with that?
3: <laughs> <laughs> see, this is what it's about you don't so if, if we get your digestion working like the, yeah. the yoga gives you to believe that if your digestion was strong enough, you could eat rocks. You know, mm. like that's, a, that's a, don't eat rocks. But uh, yes. it's just a metaphor for, it, we can eat anything if our digestion is strong. We just don't know how to create the conditions to actually strengthen our digestive capacity. Yes. So, so a lot of what I do with my clients is make sure that their digestion is working optimally. And once that's happened, you can enjoy the fries. You know, you don't, it's mm. not about restrictive dieting. Mm. There's balance, of course. We want to create balance, but it's not about restrictive, punishing diets or workout routines or, you know, this is all about finding ways of living that feel good to you, your body and your life.
2: So let us in on the secret now. How do people Uh, get in touch with you and uh, find out more?
3: Well, you can go through my website. So my website is lulumoonwellness.com. Or you can reach out to me on social media at Lulu Moon Wellness on Instagram and Lulu Moon Wellness on Facebook. Um, but yeah, please reach out. You know, if you're ready for transformation, I cannot wait to kind of join the tender-hearted wellness revolution, as I say.
2: <laughs> I love the name too, Lulu Moon Wellness. Lulumoon, yeah. Ah, it's a great name. It really is. <laughs> Check this wonderful woman out. I really do love what you do because you're, oh, you. you know, the softness and the tenderness and the caring, etc., is so. Nice. It really is nice to hear it. Thank you so much for uh, joining me on the show today.
3: Thanks, Jerry. Thanks. Take
2: care of yourself. Bye bye. Bye bye. Isn't she lovely? Lucy Caffrey Lulu, as in the singer. Lulu Moon Wellness. Check it out there, the website, and all the information is there. Late lunch, LMFM Radio. I'm sure that wets your whistle for the TLT on the twelfth of every. The drifters are there. Tickets available from the box office. Jerry People are so good, I have to say. Jerry, I'm a qualified childcare assistant and special needs assistant, willing to work under Tracy's instructions, free of charge, whilst looking for employment. I've experienced and garlic clearance over six years. It does need renewal. I'm available to do a day or two or 24 hours respite, which I've done in the past. Without a car, people are blocked in and I just thought, uh, but without a car, she says that. So, she'd need to get there uh, to and from. I understand what she's saying. I thought Tracy was absolutely super. Ireland should get behind her campaign. Thank you. We'll pass on your details, I promise you. Late lunch are always ahead of the posse, Louise. You know that? Oh, we're always ahead of the posse here on little old late lunch on LMFM Radio. What do we do now? The hot water bottles. I got an, an email from Lenhins just before I came down to say flash sale, limited stock available at Lenhins. Hot water bottles for the nation. There's an electric one here. Did they want to just get rid of them. <laughs> I don't know. Luxury rechargeable hot water bottle. Is that it? Yeah. Brick
8: in the fire. Nineteen ninety nine.
2: The long one. Do you know the long one we talked about? Oh,
8: yeah. Like a snake.
2: The extra long cream faux fur hot water bottle. 12 euro. Um, I shouldn't be announcing good, the prices at all. Uh, uh, and there's another one there like that. And it, and another one. There's three different ones of the the long ones there. And, of course, the old standard, bog standard hot water bottle that I was delighted to get from Margaret myself. With the cover. With the cover and the bobbles on as well. It's Uh, They're giving them away. Only giving them away at Lennon's. There you go. Anyway, we're ahead of the party on late lunch. Five, four, three, two, one. Counting down the top five songs from this week of yesteryear. And today it's... 1993, we're focused on all this week. At five in the charts was Forever People by the Shaman. Four, would I like to you, Charles and Eddie. And yesterday we heard the number three, Take That and Could It Be Magic. Well, the number two... This week in 1993 was a Michael Jackson song and it was from his eighth studio album called Dangerous released in 1991 and this song came out in November of 1998. Too, but it took a while to make it up the charts. Uh, it was the fifth single from the album and it's a song steeped in anti-war lyrics and Jackson's wish for humanity to make the world a better place. And back in 2001, Jackson himself, in an internet chat with fans, said that Heal the World, the song we're going to hear today, was uh, the most Proud song he ever wrote or created. Yes, number two in the UK singles chart this week in 1993. Here it is.
5: There's a place in your heart, and I know that it is love. And this place that was brighter than tomorrow. And if you really try. There's
2: no need to cry in this place feel there's no hurt or sorrow Number two On the charts in the UK This week in 1993 Heal the world from Michael Jackson Tomorrow afternoon of course We'll bring you the number one As we count down each day on Late Lunch from five to one at this time every afternoon. Yes, and it is a big number one in 1993. A huge one actually. We'll play for you tomorrow on the show. Final break of the day on Late Lunch and we're back in a moment with Burke's banter.
1: The WhatsApp group has had a pleasing number of positive beeps trilling out of it over the past couple of days. Like Commissioner Gordon putting out the bat signal to summon the caped crusader, I sent out a sign to my fellow women that they were needed. Put down that washing, girls. Your services are required. Though, if I were to use the Commissioner's language of imagery to alert the gang, a picture of a bottle of Prosecco would probably have done the job. Sure wasn't I sick seeing them every year on the RTE News. Cozy gangs of Monona Heron, usually in Cork or Clare. Each and every one of them, only delighted with themselves to be celebrating Nulagnamon. Woohoo! Look at us! We've escaped! Their merry eyes would taunt me through the television screen. Two long weeks locked away with our families, and now we're out, with people we're not related to, honestly. If even a whit of the resentment I felt towards these girls became known, I'd be asked to give up my membership of the sisterhood, immediately. But not this year. 2023 is the year that I have not only talked about doing something, I've actually created a WhatsApp group. In the modern world, you can't really get more committed than that. So this is happening. A gang of like minded sure feck sure-feck-it-let's-do-it warrior women in Navan are heading out to celebrate the epiphany, as none of our husbands are shy about using the washing machine, and because it's 2023. I don't think we can really get away with saying it's our one-day break from the housework. But as this is also the year, when St. Bridget finally gets her own bank holiday, going out to toast ourselves just feels right. As well as putting in the hard graft of setting up a WhatsApp group, I've also done some research. If we're going to do this, we'll do it right. We'll show those women from the West that we can little Christmas just as well as they can. It's not going to be all belting out a woman's heart while we wobble down Trimgate Street. Firstly, I need to get some herrings. As tradition dictates, I will be brushing both Burke children's eyes with them, before I head out that evening, this will allegedly protect both offspring from sickness for the rest of the year. Truth be told I'm expecting some resistance. But going by the current health service crisis, it's well worth a try. And speaking of wells, water in holy wells turns to wine the night of Nuliggnaman. Financially speaking, this would of course be a boon to the planned merriment. However, logistically. I thought I might have some problems incorporating this stop into the evening events. And then I remembered St. Audran. I hardly need to remind you. St. Audran was St. Patrick's chariot driver. And when hearing of a planned assassination attempt on his boss, the brave Audran changed places with him in the chariot, taking the fatal spear himself. Both Audran and Patrick stopped for water at Tubberin Well handily located behind what is now Birmingham's pub on Ludlow Street. I mean to say, if ever a plan was to come together, this was literally a divine hand showing the way. And so we're off, herring in hand and empty water bottles in the handbags. We're going out to celebrate being tired and busy women, to cherish and appreciate other tired and busy women we know and love. And because it's tradition.
2: It is tradition indeed. Nulagnamon tomorrow, just to let you know, uh, a traffic announcement: that the, the uh, road from uh, Townley Hall up to Tully Allen, better known as King w- William's Glen, King King William's Glen, is that link road up uh, from the Drogheda Slane Road at the crossroads at the Obelisk Bridge there up. The hilt Tully Allen, uh, parallel with Townley Hall, King Williams Glen will be closed for the next hour or so. There's a tree there's a tree down on King Williams Glen, so if you can avoid it, please do. Louise Null of the Mon is it something in your life? I'll tell you one thing. I bet you knew where that well was in Navin.
8: I know now where it is. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> I knew where it was, but I never heard that story associated. I heard Collier the robber stories, right, associated with the well. Well, there'll
2: be a dash for the well tomorrow after listening to Sinead When the water turns <laughs> into wine, I'll be out
8: from tonight.
2: <laughs> You'll be doing, you know, you put the holes down much into for it for dry
8: January. <laughs> <laughs>
2: which you're doing don't break it you put the hose down into the well and get the suction going And I wonder if you comes. brought
8: the five gallon water and you put it in it would, would it stay wine for the whole year then no you have to drink
2: it tomorrow night oh uh,
8: here
2: <laughs> you're in trouble I uh-huh. and what about the herrings on the children's eyes mm. never heard of that before no never no. very very interesting indeed Did you get herrings
8: in a fish shop
2: now oh yeah you'll, you should I well, presume
8: it's herrings and not herons no
2: no. Her- Herrings. Uh-huh. herrings is right. I'd say you would, yeah. The seasonal herrings as well. I'm not sure just about this time, but they are there, surely. Well, they must be around this time when Sinead mentions it there. She's brilliant. She's a great observer, mm, isn't she? She brilliant. really is of life. Anyway, no look the Naman is tomorrow is the final not day. not
8: doing any work tomorrow.
2: No, just right. to let you know. Okay.
8: Not that I do any, any day, <laughs> but not tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> My
5: back is broke I'm just going Me to just like is like is sit broke. here and just watch
2: it <laughs> Anyway, before we go what about the surprise the kinder surprise mm-hmm. in Australia you, you saw the story the guy flying from the Middle East an Irish fella and all he had, what, was 100 and odd grams not, I don't mean to play that down any gram is wrong 120 mm-hmm. grams of cocaine in the kinder surprise mm-hmm. eggs and were, were the eggs still wrapped? Yeah <laughs> oh yeah this is a professional job to get in but uh,
8: what did they do with the toys
2: well only you could pose that question
8: <laughs> I want to know what they did with the kinder toys and and did they actually make them up did they actually bother to make the toys before they discarded them
2: um, I wouldn't think so I'd say it was the last <laughs> thing on the mind screen. but seriously do you see that guy he's facing a stretch of 25 years 25 years in prison, Louise, for... Indirect. Bloody 120 grams of cocaine. What are people like at all? There you go. Anyway, it would have been a kinder surprise if somebody <laughs> got them eggs. The kids would have been uh, a little bit on the wild side, I'm sure, uh, with what was within them. There you go. You never know. That's the biggest surprise that kinder <laughs> have ever brought to anybody, I'm sure. Anyway, that's it for today in the show. Coming up tomorrow on Late Lunch, tomorrow afternoon, uh, Darren Lawler is with us. Never too late. For education, Louise. He's a great story, hasn't he? He's he really a fabulous has. Story. A fabulous Inspiring. story. Fabulous uh, story. Yes, he is indeed. Lisa Smith is back with us. Slippers and socks and more besides. I'm looking forward. Mm-hmm. MS Fashion Consultant. Nikki Kyle. Seeds of all sorts. It's time to get going in the garden. And David Sheen with the sport, comedy, TV theme and more besides. Eddie Caffrey's on the way here on LMFM Radio, but we leave you with the new one from Harry Styles. Late Night Talking. We do it all the time. Myself and Louise. She's never off. See you tomorrow. Half one.
5: Things haven't been quite the same There's a haze on the horizon, babe It's only been a couple of days